0: Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Welcome to Wednesday night. Miracles happen. That's it. Miracles happen on Wednesday night. I believe it. Because the hungry come on Wednesday night. Are you hungry? Because the hungry come on Wednesday night. I believe it. I believe it. The hungry come. And his word says that if you're hungry, he will fill you. What a good father. What a good father. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Y'all may be seated. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. Oh, I want to welcome everyone on the internet, everyone that's watching on live stream tonight. And I pray that, that you would hear what the Father would want you to hear tonight. Isn't that amazing how God's word is? How we can you can hear God's word and it can completely transform you. You hear one thing and somebody else heard something different. That's just how God's word is. Isn't that amazing? It's so powerful. It's so powerful. I was telling Justin, I said, I read a scripture and I'd never, I mean, it's it's like I'd never read this part of the scripture where it talks about God's word is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, but it says that no thing and no person is can get away from what God's Word can do. No thing and no person. You can't get away from God's Word, the power of God's Word, if you will let it. If you will let it, it will change you. It will transform you. Well, hallelujah. I've got lots of notes, (laughs) as I always do. But I want to start with something fun. The Lord has been just given me this phrase for the last, I don't know, month and a half, I've been, I was just asking the Lord, what came first, God? With this, what you told me to study first, this, what you told me to study next. And then what I kept hearing from God was hear, see, and know, hear, see, and know. And I'd pray hear, see, and know. And how many of y'all have ever had an issue with communication. Maybe you've spoken something or you heard something and didn't quite hear it like it was supposed to be. Has that ever happened to anybody? Have you ever gotten in trouble because somebody said something and you heard it completely wrong? I thought you meant this and you actually meant this. Well, it's funny because naturally, perception is just as different as we are as individuals, right? We all hear things differently. And we also see things differently, right? Something could be right in front of you all the time it can be right in front of you and you don't see it. Has that ever happened to anybody else but me? you're like I can't where is it where I, where are those walnuts that they were in here and they're like right there in the pantry you know but we get used to something or we get used to hearing something and we hear it and, and so when we hear it again we think oh that's what it, that's what you meant. But how many of y'all know that communication is it it goes both ways? It's your perception of how you heard it. Maybe you were looking something or... I I read a really cute uh, cartoon of a husband and a wife. And the wife was looking at the husband and, and she was looking at him intently. And he's thinking, oh, I probably need to go shave or I need to put on some deodorant. Or, you know, she's just wanting to get close to me. And she's thinking... Do we have any milk? Do I need to get some cream? And she's she's making a grocery list and he's going, his perception is different, right? Okay, so I'm going to show you, I want y'all to hear a couple of things. This one clip, do we have that one clip? It's really funny. It went, I don't know if y'all ever heard it. Gary, Laurel, Gary, Laurel, Gary. Can y'all hear what he's saying? Laurel, Gary. Laurel, yeah, yeah. Laurel. Okay. Laurel. Yeah. What are y'all hearing? Laurel, yeah, yeah. Laurel. Yeah. Yanny. Laurel. Yeah. It almost sounds like Yanny, doesn't yeah. it? Laurel, yeah. Laurel. Well, this was—it it, kind of went. Well, it did go viral. I don't know if it was a couple of years ago, but a lot of people will hear Yanny, and some people will hear Laurel. Am I right? Right? Let's play it one more time. Hey. Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. What do y'all hear? Laurel, Laurel. Yanny, I hear you. Laurel. Who hears Laurel? I love it. I love it. And it's so funny because it it should not surprise you, but a lot of times what you hear and how you hear it, it'll always be different. It'll always be different. It's funny. My granddaughter and I will will use phrases and how phrases spoken and how they're spoken is how it comes across you know like she'll come down and she'll say it's time to eat grandma and I'm going you're going to eat grandma and she's like no it's time to eat comma grandma but it's time to eat grandma like we're going to eat grandma tonight you know um also how you see things is really interesting so i kind of I pulled some pictures because I wanted you all to kind of look at these. Which one is the first one? The boxes. If you didn't see the ones with the dotted lines, you couldn't make out that there is some depth or perception to it, correct? And it's interesting to me that these boxes or these shapes were found in ancient ruins like... In Italy, I mean, they—they they actually, you—you you can see that it's different. Go to the next one. You see, and that's like an ancient thing. So you can see there's there's depth in that, right? Okay, go to the next picture. What do y'all see? What? A horse? A kangaroo. A kangaroo? No, it's not a kangaroo. How many of y'all see a seal? Do y'all see a seal? Okay, but here's the thing. Sometimes, how many of y'all have ever seen something and somebody tries to convince you it's something else, and you can't convince them? There's no way. It's this, right? Okay, go to the next one. What do y'all see? It's a. There's a rabbit in there. It took me forever to see the rabbit. You see the rabbit, but there's also also a duck. Go to the next one. There's a frog. Y'all see the frog? I love it. Go to the next one. I love this one. This one is called wife and mother-in-law. I, when I saw that, all I could see was the mother-in-law. All I could see was the old lady. I could not see the beautiful wife. Who sees the wife? Yes. She's got her head turned. The old woman's eye is her ear and she's turned sideways. You can see this, the nape of her neck and the smile is the, the necklace. I know, right? You're like going, I still can't see it. I still can't see it. I know you're going to have to look it up on your own. Is there another one? This is called Ruben's vase. What do y'all see? Two people, but it's called Ruben's, but it's a vase. It is actually a vase. Is that the last one? There is also another one that's called a, I think it's called the tiny dancer. And if you see the picture, you can see her spinning one way or spinning the other way. It's really interesting. And she's actually not spinning at all. But if you look away and look to a different part of her body, like maybe at her feet, you'll see her spin a different way. It's all about perception. It's all about perception. So, as God was telling me, hear, see, and know. I thought, Lord, what are you talking about? What do I need to hear? What do I need to see? Do I need to hear? I know I need to hear you, and I know I need to see you. But He not only know Him, but He also wants us to hear like Jesus heard, hear like He hears, see like He sees. And know as he knows. Because we all know that Jesus said, I only say what I hear my Father say, and I only do what I see my Father do, right? And so we've been talking about common and uncommon. And it's really, I want to look at Acts, our scripture. It's Acts. What is it, Pastor Justin? Acts 10. Acts 10, 15. And it's Peter. And he's hungry. Now, I want you all to think about this. He's hungry. And and correct me if I'm wrong. This this uncommon, he called common what God Calls uncommon, right? And he was talking about God was talking about a people, the Gentiles. But how how many of y'all know there was a perception in the time and in that land? Right? There was. There was a perception. We have a perception by what we have seen and what we have heard, and therefore we conclude. Is that right? We do. You conclude. And it's like, so he was calling uncommon or common. He was calling common. And another word for common is vulgar, unclean, actually. Did y'all know that? Ordinary. God was saying, don't call ordinary what I have called extraordinary. Right. Right? And so, it, it was out of his perception. So it was interesting as I, as I was studying about uncommon and common, it really tied into what God was telling me about hear, see, and know. See, because we're to live uncommon. We're, we are uncommon. He's called us uncommon. But we're to live that way by hearing and seeing by the Spirit of God. By the Spirit of God. Um Listening to, to Kenneth Hagin, one of the scriptures that I heard him say today and I've been praying out today was the scripture in 1 John 2.20 that says that we've been anointed or um, we have the unction of the Holy One, which is the Holy Spirit, um, who is truth, right? It's, it says in the Bible, it says in John that the Holy Spirit, he sees all things, right? He hears all things and he knows all things. So who should we be relying on in order to, yeah, the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And when we have the Holy Spirit hearing and seeing and making a knowing, giving us a knowing on the inside, then we are extraordinary. We are extraordinary. Amen. We are not common, ordinary, unclean, vulgar, rough. Those are the words that I looked up. We are rare, extraordinary, clean, exceptional. Why is clean exceptional? It is though, isn't it? It is. Clean is exceptional. Choice. Wonderful. Wonderful is another word. Psalms 139, 13 through 16 says, I am what? Wonderfully made. we're, We're uncommon right there he's made us wonderful. He's made us his own. Am I right? Right. He's made us to dwell and to be with him, walk with him and talk with him. Right. Right. And we can through Jesus, we can. So I started to look up those words here and see and know. And I, I read in Genesis 21, 6 where Sarah said, she said, God has made me laugh, and everyone who hears will laugh with me, she said. So here, haha, here, there's a word. I can say here, and you be thinking one word, and I really mean something else. What are y'all thinking? I'm thinking. Here, there, here, here, yes, there. Um, she is saying, see, God changed her thinking, changed her perception. Do y'all remember? Because when God told her she was going to have a baby, what she do? She laughed. She thought, this is hilarious. As old as I am. But yet God brought laughter to her, didn't he? Isaac means laughter. Isn't that cool? So she says to us, God has made me laugh and everyone who will hear about this will laugh with me. In other words, she's counting on you and you and you and me to change our perceptive, our perception on what God is telling us. Isn't that good? good? That is so good. Yeah. Laugh with me. Right. Laugh with me. <laughs> you know, that's what she's saying. When you hear about what happened to me, you're going to laugh like I laughed. Isn't that funny that Isaac actually means laughter? His, his name means laughter. Most inter, most scholars interpret her statement to mean that her story will bring the joy of laughter to others. But I really believe it means it's going to change our perception. It is. To believe. When you hear something, it means to believe. To believe. Deuteronomy thirty sixteen through 19 talks about hearing is obeying. To choose life. To have revelation. Amen? To hear is to perceive. To become aware of something. Come to realize or understand. To gain knowledge by hearing. You listen with attention. Have you all ever heard, hear ye, hear ye? you all ever heard that? Hear ye, hear ye. Do you know what that means? It means be quiet. That's, that's what it means. It means it's a call for silence. Because you can't hear when this is going. You just can't. If you're talking or if this is going, you can't hear. Trust me. My husband tells me things all the time and I did not hear a word he said. I mean, I was looking at him. I'm sitting right there next to him, but I was making a grocery list in my head. I was wondering, you know, what phone call I needed to do or whatever. I was thinking something else. So therefore, did I hear? No. So hear ye, hear ye is a call for silence. It's a call for attention. It means listen to me. It means read my lips. Uh, you, I, who was it? I don't know if it was my granddaughter. Today's her birthday. Yay! Um, if she's the one that said, cause she's talking and I'm doing something and she's like, no grandma, you need to hear me with your eyes. There's some wisdom in that. I need you to be looking at me. And you know what? That is a lost um, manner. Does somebody else say manner? Yeah, manner. What's that? Let's look that one up. Um, but yeah, to look at somebody who's actually talking to you. Why do you do that? So that you can have their attention. So you can not only hear, but you can see what they're saying. But I don't know if y'all... I mean, women, um, we multitask. I'm listening to you, but you're actually, you know, going, do I have bell pepper? I need to get bell pepper for tonight. You know what I'm saying? We multitask, but we're really not listening. But when God is speaking, he's saying, I'm calling you to silence. (laughs) I need you to pay attention. I need you to listen. Hearing will cause you to change your mind, right? I mean, if 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 you've ever watched a court, what do they do? They give a testimony, right? And it's important for the jurors to hear to make a decision. Exactly. So if you hear something, God hopes that it will come in here and change your heart, right? Amen. Don't harden your hearts. Why does he say don't harden your hearts? So that you can hear. Because do we hear with our hearts? No. But there's, this is where we have understanding. This is where we perceive. And it was interesting because Justin talked about, um, in Hebrews 5.11, where it talks about hitting a lid in your life where you are dull of hearing. Dull of hearing. I don't want to be dull of hearing. I don't want his voice to be like on the peanuts. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, I've heard that. I know what she's saying. I've heard it. Uncommon people here. Uncommon children here. Don't we want to be uncommon children? I want to be uncommon. I want him to, whatever, rain on my parade. Take And I'm saying this. I'm, I'm saying this in faith. Rain on my parade. <laughs> change, Change what I thought was one thing. And make it something else, just like he did for Peter. He told Peter, don't call common what's uncommon. Because Peter was going, because, you know, in that trance, he's hungry and God shows him all this, all this food. And he hears a voice say, go hunt, kill, and eat. And he's like, no, it's unclean. Because he had a perception. And God said, no. Right. Um. I want us to go to 2 Corinthians. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. He wants us to, to be uncommon, to hear and see and know him, to think differently. Amen? To think differently. To read the word like you've never read it before, where you may have read a scripture over and over and over and you want new revelation, and I was telling Justin I, I, that's why I have two Bibles because I've written so much in this one I told Justin, and I've gotten some revelation, and how many of y'all just write in your Bible but I 'm like, now I want to read over here and go, go show me something different. what, what am I not seeing I want I don't want the old stuff i don't I don't want to hang on to what I all that always known, always heard It's like, God show me something um Where are we? Second Corinthians. I'm in Ephesians. Second Corinthians 3. Ah, my veil. You know I love props. Okay. How many of y'all see like this? That's what it's talking about here, that we see with a veil. I mean, I can see you, but you're, I mean, you look really nice through the veil, right? It's kind of muted. But it talks about, it says in verse 16, look at verse 16. It says, whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. So you're no longer seen through this veil. And it says in verse 17, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty. That means new sight. New sight. When you come to the Lord, is because you've seen him, you've accepted him as your Lord and your Savior, and that comes off, okay? Because that veil is what lies, in verse 15, it says, the veil is what lies upon their minds and their hearts. The veil is what keeps you from what you hear to what you know, okay? Verse 18, okay? And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold, that's see, in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So, The more we're in his word, the more we are viewing him and seeing him as who he is, we are being changed. We are becoming a display, a greater display, a greater display of his glory and his splendor from glory to glory to glory. I'm not satisfied with just common Unclean. Just a little unclean. It's still unclean. He's called us uncommon. Uncommon. Not like everybody else. We go deeper. And this is what this is about. We go deeper. Amen. We go deeper. Thank you, Father. As with unveiled faces. Hallelujah. Um, The other thing that we were talking about we talked about this in February, were wells. And so I, I know the Lord wanted me to bring this up. And I know Pastor Justin spoke on wells not too long ago. And we know that water represents life, right? A well is, is um, an example of, of um, prosperity, abundant overflow. If you've got a well and it's a, it's a well that's dug deep, you've got abundant overflow, right? Um, It means there's water for your cattle, there's water for vegetation, therefore you are going to eat. We don't understand that concept of having to dig a well for water. We go to Walmart, we go to Kroger, we get water, we have abundance already, right? But I I want you all to hear something, what what the Lord is calling uncommon, is we go deeper deeper. In him. We are being changed from glory to glory. I'm not okay with my well where it's at. Are you okay with, with your well where it's at? I know. Uh, we gotta go deeper. Because here's what happens to wells that if we don't dig dig them deeper and go deeper, guess what happens? They go dry. Yeah. And a dry well is called a pit. A dry well is called a pit. And an undeep, a one that's not deep. It's a shallow one, a shallow well, Um, that would be a prison. Because back then, they didn't have jails. And what they did with people that committed crimes is they found a pit, a dried up shallow well that somebody stopped digging. Somebody common stopped digging. It's too much, too tired. I don't want to dig anymore. We got enough water. It's okay. It's a little muddy It's a little muddy. Did you hear what I said? It's a little muddy. It's a little, it's common. It's as deep as everybody else's. Becky's well is just as deep as mine. And she's fine. She gets along fine. So that's how deep I'm going to go. Are we common? Are we uncommon? The common would say, I don't want to, I just, I'm done. I don't want to dig anymore. But you know what? The Bible says that it is with joy. It is with joy. Let's go there. It's Isaiah 12, three, Isaiah 12, three, joy, joy is a matter of your heart. It's an attitude of the heart. Isaiah 12, three, it says, well, first of all, (laughs) two, let's look at two. See, I'm doing what pastor does. It says, behold, behold, see, see what? God, my salvation. See God, my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song. It looks like they're seeing something and knowing something, right? He has become my salvation. Therefore, if you see right and perceive right, now your heart's going to be right, right? You're going to have joy. There's going to be joy. Joy is a, um, it can't be faked. How I mean, y'all know you can't fake joy? You really can't. Um, it's great pleasure. It's comfort. It's satisfaction. You know what joy is? It's not complaining. <clears throat> not complaining. That's how we go deeper. It says, therefore, with joy, will you draw water from the wells of salvation. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? If we see and we perceive him, then our heart will change. And if our heart changes, if we have a better attitude, it, you know what that means? That means to me that grace is made available. How do I know that? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to um, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. And I'm going to read it in the message God can pour on the blessings. Okay. I changed my mind. Let's go back up. Um, Let's look at verse 7. I'm going to read it in the New International, and then I'll read it in the message. It says, each man should give what he has decided. How many of you know what you decide is something that you have to decide from here, right? It's based on what you hear, based on what you see, based on what you know. You have already decided how much you're going to give. We always use this passage for um, giving um, in uh tithe and offerings, but it also means in how it's your attitude. It's what you, what, what you decide you want to do. If God says go deeper, you're going to go, well, I've already decided I'm only going to go this deep. Well, then that's how deep you're going to go. But if you decide I'm going to go as deep as you want me to God, that he says, this is what he says. If you've, if you're giving not reluctant or under compulsion, but cheerful, does that sound like joy? Yes. Okay. I'm giving joyfully because I'm being obedient. I know he's good. I hear and see him. It says, then God is able to make, then God is able to make grace abound. Now look at the message. It says, God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, even digging deeper, more than just ready to do what needs to be done more than just what needs to be done. I really believe that God is calling us to more. He wants a. I I mean, we've been praying and it's been prophesied that we're going to have abundant overflow, but we're not going to have abundant overflow if we're just willing to dig so deep. It's the truth. That's the truth. And it is, it's a matter of the heart. Why do we, why does God want to give us abundant overflow? Why? Does anybody know why? Other than because he loves us. Yeah, so we can be an influence for other people so that we can give. I want y'all to look at um, Joseph. Joseph in Genesis 49, look at that. Oh, it's so good. I love this. Look at Genesis 49. How many of y'all know Joseph never gave up, right? Joseph never gave up. He was thrown. He started in a pit, right? He wasn't a pit. He was thrown in an empty pit, right? To die. Because you'll die there. 49, 22. Look what he's called. I love this. Where are you? 49, 22. Look at this. It says, Joseph is a fruitful Bow. Bow. Bow, bow, a fruitful bow by a well, that's a branch, spring or fountain, whose branches run over the wall. If your branch is running over the wall, what does that say about your well? It's overflowing. It's abundant. Isn't that good? I love it. He was made to overflow so that he could be a blessing to many. He was even to who? To those that had put him in the pit in the first place. Isn't that right? So I really believe that we are, we are, I know we are. There is a grace when we hear, see, and know God the way he wants us to hear and see him and know him. There is a grace available to us. Um, and it is a matter of the heart. It is our attitude. Um, and that we're able to go deeper so that that water, <laughs> that living water that Jesus talks about, that he is. He is that living water that is supposed to flow out of our, our bellies. Rivers, rivers, rivers. You know, they, they didn't dig wells just for themselves. Like, this is my bottle of water. Do not touch it you know, and because we do that now, right? We do that at home. We write our names on our bottle waters. Don't nobody drink out of my water because it's my water, but that's not, it was, that's not what it was like for a well. That well was to be there for generations, for times to come. And that's what we're called. We're called heritage, heritage of faith. What's on the inside of us. Somebody else needs somebody else desperately needs. That's Jesus on the inside of us. We're not going to give them muddy water because we're not common. We're uncommon. You know? And and it, it's, how many of you on, Justin read and, and we've, we've talked about in Genesis 26 where Isaac, he was in a famine. And there's, anybody can call a famine, Okay. Anybody can call and say, there's a pandemic. And I'm not saying there isn't. And I'm not saying there wasn't a famine. But it's, again, how you hear, how you see, and how you perceive it. What you know will cause you to act differently. Isaac acted differently in that time a famine in his day. Right. Thank you, Jesus, that he did. Because it said that he sowed. He sowed in that time. He obeyed. He did what God told him to do. He gave cheerfully. And there was a grace there for him to do that. And it says that his, his servants were able to, they dug up a well. There had been provision there all along. Those wells had been stopped up a long time ago. And a lot of times we'll live in a way, because we've always lived in that way, Although, there's something there. We've got to just tap into what's already there. Amen? It's, it's like, there was a story of a, a, a man, a Jewish man, who had been in a, in a bookstore. And he accidentally bumped into a table and one of Joyce Meyer's books fell on the floor. And he picked it up. And as a Jewish man, he'd go to temple. He knew what the word, you know, what the Torah said. Um, But he always had a wondering inside, just like, um, it, it, it makes sense why they say there's something empty. I just feel empty inside because we are wells and Jesus is the water. And so he had a sensing there was like, something's just not right. And he opened it. And as soon as he opened it, I believe it was one, it was a book on, on the mind. And, and he opened it to the page and, and it, it, it started to read. <laughs> if you've been wondering <laughs> about Jesus, <laughs> the Messiah, I mean, it, it was speaking to him. So he secretly bought it. He read it and he got saved and it took a whole year before he told his wife, his Jewish family that he had been saved, but his, and they did, they all got saved. Now his mother, his old Jewish mom was in a nursing home and she was dying. And he thought, I just, I, I want her to know she's about to die and she needs to see him. She needs to know who Jesus is. And so she was dying and he goes in there and he gives, um, he comes to, comes to find out that the nurse that's been tending to her has been reading the Bible to her. And she hadn't been saying anything. So he went in there and he started to, he, he saw that she'd been reading that and he opened it. And she, she, he read her the scriptures about Jesus. And she started to weep. And she said, and I'll never forget this, he's been here all along. He's been here all along. That veil came off. That veil came off. The word talks about that there are people that are hungering and thirsting for for what you have. It's in Isaiah. I'm going to find it. They thirst and hunger for what you have. It's in Isaiah 41, 17. And it says... It says this, it says, the poor and needy, okay? The poor just means they're lacking, all right? They're lacking, and they're seeking water where there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers, that means constant supply, that, that sounds like abundant overflow. I will open rivers on the bare heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Can I tell you that we are that desert? You know, we've heard that scripture. He makes a way in the wilderness in streams in the desert he makes rivers in the desert you know as as pastor was reading that i think it was this past sunday all i kept thinking about was that i'm a well i am that stream i am that way he's made that way in me i am that wilderness i am that dry parched land that he made a a, a constant river to run through for who for those in verse 7 i mean cuz a lot of times We'll read it and we're like, oh, that's a neat scripture. I'm not sure what it means, but oh, that's cool. But the Lord was speaking to me and he says, I will open rivers, a constant supply on the bare heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water. That's me. I was a wilderness one time. Now I'm a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness, the cedar, the acacia, the Myrtle and the wild olive, I will set the cypress in the desert, the plain tree and the pine tree together. That's pretty cool, huh? That, look at verse 20. This is why, this is why, this is why. That men may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. That the Holy One of Israel has created it. It's Him. It's Him working in us. Amen? It's Him. He desires us to go deeper. To go deeper. To know that we are His. To know that we are whole, healed, and free. Because there's others that need to be whole, healed, and free. How will they know unless somebody tells them? That's what the Word says, right? How will they know unless they hear? And how will they hear unless you go? And that was the prayer of Jesus. Wasn't that not the prayer of Jesus? He, he prayed that, that we would be one with them as he is one with the Father. And then he said, before that, he said, as you've sent me, so send I them. But he doesn't send us out empty-handed, right? Amen. Amen. We know that we have been purchased. (laughs) We know that we are sons and daughters. We're the uncommon, right? We are the sons and daughters. I have to read this to you all. Where is it? I think it's where this green little. Is that it? Yes, it is. It's right here. I, I, I underlined it a long time ago. I don't remember what I thought about it. Because this is the Bible that I don't write in. Not not like extensively. But look what he says about us. Because it's not just hear, see, and know. He smells us. Yeah, he smells us. In Genesis, um, I believe it's 27. Uh, 27, 27. It says, so he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, true, listen to this. The smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. Let me read it in the message. It says, ah, A-H-H-H. The smell of my son is like the smell of the open country. Harvest. That's what that means. Blessed by God. May God give you of heaven's dew. That's anointing and earth's bounty of grain and wine. When he sees us, he goes, I smell my son. I smell my son and it smells like harvest. Harvest. My son. My son. You know what that means? That means they know me. They've been with me. They've gone deep. They've gone deep. They know me. They've seen me. They've heard me. And they know me. They know me. They're my sons. They are my daughters. And they smell like harvest. Harvest. He calls the sons so that we can bring others in. You know? Isn't that cool? I I was reading or listening to a message and I always have, and I've always thought the same thing that Jesus died because I was a sinner. He died for me because that's what I've always heard, right? Jesus died because you are a sinner, but that's not right. I mean, yes, we were sinners, but that's not why Jesus died. Jesus died because we had lost, we were lost. We'd lost our Um, perception of who we were. We lost our identity of who we we were created to be. See, Jesus became what we were so that we could become who he is, which is a son. He He was wanting sons back. And when I say sons, it means daughters too. He was wanting sons and daughters back. And it makes me think of the prodigal son you know, he did not want to be fathered. He didn't want to be fathered because a son that wants to be fathered receives correction. That means you're going to hear something you may not want to hear, right? A son hears what the father has to say. You can't, you can't call him father and then not do what he says. Then don't call me father, right? So, He didn't want to be a son anymore. He didn't want him to be father. He just wanted what was due him, which was his inheritance. And then he went out and he squandered it and he became nothing. He was the wilderness, the desert. He had nothing. And then he remembered, I'll go back. My father has so much. I'll just go back and I'll just... And what did he come back and tell the father that he would do? I'll serve you. I'll become a servant. Even your servants eat better. I'll become a servant. But you know what a servant is? A servant is someone that's common. He's not calling us to be common. He's calling us to be uncommon. I don't want a servant. I want my son back. I want my son back. I want you to spend time with me. I want you to see me and do as I do. I want you to hear me. And say what I say. I want you to know me so that I could father you. So he wants his sons back. Isn't that amazing? Because the son has everything, right? A son has everything. A son has a right to everything. Abundant overflow. He wants us to go deeper. He wants us to go deeper. And it seems like when we've hit rock bottom... And now I'm going to hear all those little phrases with the perception of a well, that I'm a well. When I've hit rock bottom, that means my well is dry. I've not spent time in the word. I'm I'm back to this. I'm not seeing things clearly anymore. I'm listening to the world. I'm perceiving things based on what I've read and heard on the news, what everybody else is saying. I'm not listening to that anymore. So everything is skewed. I'm hearing all kinds of things. I'm seeing different things. I'm not even seeing a horse or a seal. (laughs) I don't see anything anymore. I don't want to see it. You know, when you've hit rock bottom, what's the first thing that you think you want to do in the natural? Oh, I want to climb out, right? And naturally speaking, if you're stuck in a well, what's the first thing you want to do? Climb out. That's what a common person would want to do. I'm done. He's not done with you. He's not changed his mind about you. And I don't know if I'll come back next week and teach on what, how God sees us. You know, he's not done with us. He, he doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't give up on us ever. We're still his sons and daughters and his desire. He's still standing there going, they're coming. I know they're coming. I know they're coming. They're going to dig deep. They're going to they're going to tap into that grace. They're going to tap into that grace, and they're going to dig deep. Nobody wants to dig. Everybody just wants to stay shallow. But they're called uncommon. That's my son. They're going to finally see themselves for who they are, and they're going to come. And I'm going to run to them because that's what grace does. Grace makes it makes it uh, gives you the ability to do what you can't do on your own, which is come to him. Just come to him. I know. Common is, I don't want to work. Uncommon is, I'm going to tap into that grace. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work hard. I know we're like, well, his burden is light and we're not supposed to toil. Then you're not supposed to eat. You know? If you say that I don't need to work, then you're not going to eat, but if you say I'm going to work because I know that God gives me the ability to do what I cannot do on my own, then the grace is made available to you in abundance. Right. Ooh, enough. I'll dig your well. And I'll go dig your well. And I'll go dig your well. We'll dig together. We'll go dig wells together. We'll just dig and, dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. Hallelujah. And then you know what the word says? After that it says, guard your heart. Guard your heart because out of it flow the wellsprings of life. That means p- protect what, what God has already put in there. And here's what, I, and I'm not done studying wells. I will study wells. For a while I'll study wells because um, I want to know more of what he's telling me. But I was telling Justin, I said, did you know that they would cover wells? They covered them with a stone so that, when windstorms or sandstorms would come, it wouldn't get into the water. And, and you know what sandstorms represent? Those are windstorms. You should be doing this and you should be doing that and you shouldn't go there and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And you, don't you know and don't you know? Have you not heard and have you not heard? That's a windstorm right there. That's a sandstorm. And you guard your heart, protect it, protect it, guard it, guard it. And listen to this the stone that's on the well, when the when they would come after the storm was over, guess what they would do? They would roll the stone away to be able to go in and bring out living water. What does it sound like? It sounds like Jesus. They rolled the stone away. Isn't it awesome? Guard your heart. Protect your heart with the Word of God. That's what. That's what will protect your heart. It's almost like putting on those. Um, what are they called? Where you cancel? Cancelled. What are they called? Noise cancel. La la la! I can't hear you. Because really, when you're hearing God, you're really not hearing Him with these ears all the time, right? You're hearing here, so you really got to do this. Let's go, shut every. Hallelujah. So I could hear you, Lord. I just need to hear you. I just need to hear you. There's a storm and I'm starting to think thoughts and I'm starting to be tempted to think things. That's what that sandstorm does to your well. It contaminates it. Then all of a sudden it becomes common. Now you're just like everybody else, thinking the same thing everybody else is thinking. There's a drought. There's a drought. We're not sowing. There's a drought. We're not sowing. Are you kidding? There's no way I'm sewing. You have nothing, I have nothing, we're not doing it. You know? We're not doing that. We're uncommon. We know our God our Father. We know our God our Father. Oh, we will never lack. We have abundant overflow. If, if you dig deeper, you know what? The water is sweeter. The water is sweeter. It's cooler, it's more refreshing. And have you ever been around a person and you go, "Oh, that's a shallow well. There's nothing good coming out of that one." (laughs) Have you ever been around one where they're just just complaining and you're going, "Oh, somebody, somebody poo-pooed in your well, didn't they? (laughs) You let an animal poo-poo in your well. You didn't cover it like you should have. You know, I don't want to have that well. I'm going to protect my (laughs) well." Great analogy. I'm a mom and a grandma. So uh, what's 805? Stand with me. Stand with me. Oh, father, we want to be full of you. <laughs> oh, we want to be honoring glorious splendor of you. <laughs> We want to be reflections of who you are, Lord. We want to be rivers, 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 living water to a dry and parched land. For those that are hungry and those that are thirsty, Father, may they hear and see from me, you. May we all reflect you. In your fullness, in your fullness, that's your desire. Flood our eyes, flood our eyes with understanding. Flood our eyes. That means blind us to what we have been seeing and let us see you. Blind us, flood us with your light. So our understanding is changed so that we will know The hope of our calling. We will know, we will be confident that we are called sons and daughters of God. That when you come and you say, hey kids, it's time to come home. You'll know, oh, it's me. I'm a son. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. He's calling me. I want to be confident. I want others to see you. In everything I say and everything I do, I want them to see you, you, and only you. Oh, Father, forgive us where we've not gone deeper. Forgive us where we've set aside our personal time, our intimate time with you. And we've settled for being servants rather than sons we've settled for just doing your work rather than walking with you and talking with you that's what you've created us for is your fellowship and communion and out of that comes the abundant overflow out of that out of that richness out of that out of that knowing that you long for me You long for me. You're sitting there waiting for me. Oh, Lord, we love you. We praise you and we honor you with our whole lives. With our whole lives. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.